Ladies, at Essentia Health, you're not just a patient. You're a partner in your healthcare journey. We'll get to the heart of your health questions, even the ones you're embarrassed to ask. We'll find solutions to fit your unique needs and lifestyle, because here, we're in it together. Feel confident in your care and in yourself. Schedule a women's health appointment with an Essentia Health provider today. Click the banner to learn more. Star Wars 7x7, episode 787. Today, we're starting a series where we're looking at some of the new Expanded Universe stories, including this first pair, where we find out the fate of the Devastator, Darth Vader's Star Destroyer, before he got the upgrade to the Super Star Destroyer. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast, with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and over the next few episodes, we're going to explore some of the short fiction that has been published inside Star Wars Insider Magazine. Now, as you've probably heard me mention on the show and possibly even recall from the interview with Jonathan Wilkins, who is the editor of Star Wars Insider, there are a number of short fiction pieces that have been published inside Star Wars Insider, and in fact, when Lucasfilm made the decision to reboot the canon, Star Wars Insider was actually the very first place where new canon fiction was published. Now, some of these actually connect with stories you're already familiar with as well, including the movies and books like Dark Disciple and Battlefront Twilight Company and Aftermath Life Debt. But the one we're talking about today connects with Return of the Jedi, and it is Blade Squadron. It is the two-part story that appeared in issues 149 and 150 of Star Wars Insider. And there's a part near the end of the story that makes me think that this was inspired by one of those iconic images that you are probably familiar with. And if it doesn't ring a bell, then I'm going to post a picture of it at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. It wasn't a scene that appeared in the movie, but it was a bit of concept art that showed three B-Wing fighters flying in the foreground of the image, and there's a giant explosion happening in the midst of a Star Destroyer, like mid-decks, that sort of thing, and utterly blowing it up, and you can see Death Star 2 in the background as well. And this line from the story references three of the pilots, Fox and Moonsong and Stram, and this is what it says that makes me think that this might have been inspired by that image. It says, Moonsong and Stam looked up to see Fox's B-Wing angling toward them. Even as they took that in, the Devastator started to explode behind it, lighting up the three ships, a tiny daytime star in the skies over Endor. And yes, the Devastator is, of course, the Star Destroyer that Darth Vader was in command of in A New Hope before he eventually transferred off to the Executor in The Empire Strikes Back. It's still seen as a prestigious command, apparently, but it also happens to be one that is ill-fated. And there is a personal vendetta here happening as well. The wing commander of Blade Squadron, the squadron of B-Wings, president at the Battle of Endor, is a guy named Adon Fox, who... And I guess this is becoming a thing in a way um, who had a wife also in the rebellion, but she was killed trying to escape from the Battle of Hoth and killed specifically by the Devastator when the Devastator was part of the blockade trying to shoot down ships coming out of Hoth and shot down her transport. Now, the reason I say this is becoming a thing is because it seems like we're starting to get more couples involved in the rebellion. I mean, you already have Shara Bay and Kes Dameron that uh, then produced, of course, the inimitable Poe Dameron. 
And in this story, we also find out that Stram and Moonsong, two pilots in Blade Squadron, are also an item, not necessarily married yet. But apparently, it's not necessarily verboten for people to be hooking up in the Rebellion. It's just kind of frowned upon, I guess, in the same way it's frowned upon in your natural work environment sort of thing. You know, it's not cool dating a supervisor and all that stuff. And I guess it would be more rigorously enforced in the Empire, probably, but definitely less so in the Rebellion, because I think, you know, uh, do you need the fighter or do you need to enforce HR policy? Eh, you know, but I digress slightly. So the primary hero of the story is Gina Moonsong, who is a former smuggler who apparently was actually getting stuff in and out of Coruscant, which I would think is probably a pretty tricky thing to do. And she's joined up with the Rebellion and is now flying B-Wings around, which is an entirely different animal. B-Wings, of course, are a lot more sluggish than your average smuggler's vessel, but it packs more of a wallop, of course, than your average smuggler's vessel. And so Gina's part of the Blade Squadron that's training for the Battle of Endor, which is going to happen very soon. They're just not sure when, and then the call comes. They're supposed to protect the rear guard, which means protecting the fleet's communication lines and so forth. And at least that's the plan. But then, of course, when they show up, it turns out the Death Star is operational and the shield is up. And so they've got to go on the offensive. And what do you know? The Devastator is right in the sights of Blade Squadron. So they go on the attack, but they have to deal with a host of TIE Interceptors led by a Commander Grad, G-R-A-D-D. And this is one of those situations where, you know, you could have had a villain that, if he had been kept around for a while, would have been interesting. And unfortunately, he is shot down by Adon Fox, the wing commander of Blade Squadron, but not without being utterly damaged. And so we don't necessarily know Fox's fate per se. I mean, you know, it seems like he can't eject, but he's still stuck in his B-Wing and systems are failing. So yeah, we don't necessarily have a complete story of what's happening with Fox, but he definitely does get to fulfill his vengeance on the Devastator by helping destroy it. And that, my friends, is the deal with Blade Squadron Parts 1 and 2, as written by David J. Williams and Mark S. Williams, appearing in Star Wars Insider issues number 149 and 150, and you can actually find it on the website on StarWars.com. We will link to Part 1 and Part 2 for you to check out at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. Now stay with us, we've got a break coming up, and then trivia right afterward. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, thanks for coming back for your trivia question here. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Last time we asked you who was the first to see the Millennium Falcon fleeing safely away from Starkiller Base, and that was Poe Dameron. Today's question, what duo can be seen hugging by themselves away from the massive crowd of celebrating people at the Resistance Base on Dakar after the destruction of Starkiller Base? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you activate the carbon freezing chamber, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's most impressive, and it's destiny unleashed.
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 by 7. We hope you love it. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah, I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. 